When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yoy. I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. Yoy and double yoy. We talking about Twitter. Triple yoy. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quadruple yoy. We love Pittsburgh, PA. We love Steeler Nation. We can't speculate and recollate. You know, there was a uh, a wise prophet, or a, I don't know if he was a prophet, he was a philosopher hmm. uh, by the name of Brooks. Are you familiar with Brooks? Uh, I mean, I, from Shawshank, I, I don't know which necessarily Brooks we're talking about. Well, this philosopher, uh, he, I think he said, you know, sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. <laughs> you know, remember when you're talking to the man upstairs, that just because he doesn't answer you... It doesn't mean he don't care, because mm. some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered QB prayers. <laughs> That's right. It's what Jin's talking about. The conversation about the Steelers' mm-hmm. social media conversation uh, only on Behind the Steel Curtain uh, in the Behind the Steel Curtain podcast network. Ooh. I'm Kyle Kreiss. Here every week with me is Greg Benevent. Hello, and we, you know, it, it was it was uh, it was like Fievel wishing upon a star in an mm. American tale. Wow. Steelers Nation was was hoping this was the week we would get our QB. I, I guess. I mean, it. It. Yeah. I. I also like an American Tale. I mean, unlike that, I guess it's a good thing we didn't end up with a really terrible sequel of having that work out. So, <laughs> uh, Fievel goes west. Yes, Fievel. <laughs> Luckily, there was no. Uh, you know, no. I guess there was no Mason goes west to Seattle. Yes, right. <laughs> yes. To Seattle this yes. week. Um. Well, you know, we're here every week to expose the hot and toxic takes on Steeler social media, mm-hmm. and this week. Was uh, no exception. Oh, like, was it ever not an exception? Like, uh, like you say, the off-season t- toxic takes takes no off-season. Mm-hmm. So let's mm-hmm. get to the tweets. Uh, well, you know, let's. Uh, the thing on everyone's mind is who is going to be our QB in twenty-two. Ugh. So let's cue the music. <laughs> QB22, where are you? We've got some work to do now. QB22, who are you? We need some help from you now. You know we've got a mystery to solve. Which QB do we want gold and black? But don't get sad. If QBs do what they should do, then they can earn themselves a yellow jacket. That's right. QB22, where are you? For those of you just listening to this, you missed the experience of Kyle actually bobbing along and dancing to the song at the parts he's not singing on. It really adds a lot to it, and it's a shame we can't put that into the podcast for this, the rest of you. This is my jam. This is, uh, uh, you know, 
when I when I figured out that I could uh, do a, a Scooby Doo parody song, uh, then you know I think that made my off season. QB twenty two, where are you? Uh, you know, and, and while all the all the potential QBs were out running their reps down at the combine, uh, mm. our own QB one was running his combine reps on the broadcast waves. Mm. That's right. We've got at Trib Sports Tribune Review Sports. Steelers offense will feature more under center play action and downfield passing in year two under coordinator Matt Canada. So says QB Mason Rudolph on a national radio show Friday. He was on the Jim Rome show. Did you uh, did you hear anything that he had to say about it? Uh, the only thing I heard was that wonderful um, mangling of various cliches when he said something <laughs> like, look, I know what they're saying at the barber shop, but I'm going to step up to the mountain and then deal with the plate as it comes. Or whatever he said after. It was so, it was something like, wow, that was if you were trying to write a parody of sports cliches where you kept getting them wrong, like you might have come up with something like this. Not since Biff Tanner uh, <laughs> in Back to the Future has someone um, misconstrued their metaphors. Uh, you know, this was his time. His This is really his first time yeah. in the media spotlight to step up and show that mm-hmm. he's, you know, because he's talking about being the leader in the locker room. Right. And so here he was on Jim Rome. Let's 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 hear it for ourselves. Mason, what about the offense? Matt Canada is the team's offensive coordinator. Nope, let's not hear it. Are we going to hear it? As the team's offensive coordinator. Now that you've had some time in that offense, what do you like about it? And then how well does that fit your strengths? So this is a softball question. Matt Canada, right? what do you like about him? What do you like about the offense? Mm-hmm. It couldn't as get easier. As easy as it gets. Let's, let's see what, uh, what Mace had to say. Yeah, I think um, I, I like Matt. And I, I think, you know, there's... Uh, you know, I'll, you know, there's. Um, uh, I'm excited to take the, that next. <laughs> I mean, he can't. He likes Matt, and then he can't even what he can't even explain what is it excites him about this he, offense. He was not prepared for this question about literally <laughs> your job. What is it? Um, but yeah, I, I, it is fascinating. Like, it's, I mean, I, I, I gotta be honest with a lot of these things with Mason, it does endear me more to him because I can be like, oh yeah, uh, my colleague, um, sure. <laughs> but also like, I, you know, I, I'm working three jobs running off of caffeine. Like I'm not a quarterback in the NFL, uh, uh, uh sitting on Jim Rome show who, by the way, I forgot how great Jim Rome's voice is. Like I don't listen to the show, but the man really has an excellent broadcast voice. But, uh, but I did love, I did like that. Like it was, if you imagine. Imagine that you were in an office with Mason and you confronted him in the hallway. Be like, Matt, what do you think? He's like, ah, oh, oh, Matt. Uh, He's yeah. still looking for those TPC reports or something. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, whoa, what can you say about a guy like uh, Matt? Uh, do you have more of that? That oh, was great. Let's we can keep it, this all day. Let's, let's keep it going. Step, as I said, I think, you know, there, there were some concepts, there were some things that Ben had ran and Ben had been comfortable with for 10 years. I mean, no matter who, you know, the coordinator was, um, he was tied to some concepts. And I think there was what? a bit of a, a mesh between him and the coordinator. What does that mean? He says there is, it seems to be a mesh between Ben and the coordinator. I'm guessing he's saying Matt. No, I, I'm actually, I, see, I'm going to, and the fact that we can have wildly different interpretations <laughs> of this proves how off it was. I'm going to say he meant mesh, and what he meant was they their ideas meshed. 
Okay, okay. But I I can't at all guarantee that that's true. I mean... I thought he using... I thought he said the word mesh when he meant the opposite of mesh. I thought he was saying that Ben has these 10-year concepts that he likes, and then so you had Matt Canada, and so they they had to find a way to mesh. I I, I, I don't know. No, that could be true, too. I I took it, and that that could very well be right. I mean, it's reasonable people could certainly disagree, but I thought it was Ben had these ideas for 10 years, Matt had his ideas, and then they meshed occasionally. But again, <laughs> this this sounds like you like Mason had been asleep and you like grabbed his shoulder and you were like, Matt Canada, what's up? And then he gave you this exact answer in the hotel bed. Um all right, we're we're not done yet. Here, here, here's more for Mace. I think um you know, you get that kind of leeway when you're when you're an 18 year, you know, future Hall of Fame quarterback. But I, what? I'm excited this year to just uh, kind of have the you know, dialogue with Matt and, and um, you know, move forward into kind of, you know, his bread and butter. He's, he's a play. Actor. What? So he's he's excited to have that dialogue with Matt. I mean, that's certainly not the same as coming in there and winning a a QB one. Well, I, 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 I get, I, I'm, and this is, it could be me being way too nice, but I wonder if this is almost a generational thing. Mason's a young man and it's, he's grown up in a different time where the idea of like having a dialogue with your coach is not like screamingly insane. <laughs> like it's a thing that can happen. Not like we're to have a dialogue where he says, you're doing this now. Like it's, we're actually having a dialogue about going through the ideas. Honestly, if he had just like, if this, if, if this were right, if you were writing this, you would say okay that's great cut everything before i'm excited and then cut like a lot of that stuff probably before the word dialogue and we're good and then jim can get to whatever else he is he has to talk about uh um one one more i got one more oh please i'm not gonna let you not finish this oh where did oh come on this stupid internet had some time offense pause pause it went back hold on okay okay all right we we were uh we were talking about uh dialogue matt Matt canada's dialogue Mm -hmm. the kind of you know his bread and butter. He's he's a play action guy. He's a he's a uh, you know push the ball down the field guy, and uh, that's that, I think that suits my style well. You know, so you know Mace. He's the he's a play action guy. He's a push the ball down the field. When I think of Mace, I think of a push the ball down the field guy. I I I mean that 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 sounds good in theory. I mean it it, it also sounds like so. What are you as a quarterback? Well, I'm a throwing guy, <laughs> and then if I have to be like I'm a running guy, but I'm a throwing guy too. <laughs> Well, he's 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 just there to mesh. <laughs> again, if I mean, like, we're not doing nearly as long on this again. If he just comes in with, "I'm really excited," which again is the whole could be the whole answer to this. Three words: Good night, go home, drive home safely. Like, well, you know, Mace, it wasn't it wasn't a, a it might have been a tying performance on the mic uh, with Jim Rome there. <laughs> so his record uh, as QB one might be o o and one for well, the I mean, season. It's, even if we could get like one of those out of work WWE guys to deal, I mean, there's got to be media relations people at the Steelers that could be like, hey. Maybe let's, you know, try to talk as if we have a modicum of both confidence and assertiveness. You know, when you look like a Ken doll, maybe uh, you don't you don't open doors with your mouth necessarily. I suppose I, I, I we didn't even comment on it. it didn't hit me till now. How long? How many times you ever heard Ben pronounced as bin? As in we put the you know we put the clothes in the bin when we were when they were dirty. Like that's that Oklahoma draw. Is I, that? I thought he was. South, I thought it was South Carolina, and he went oh. to Oklahoma. Oh, I mean, okay. It, it, two people from Pittsburgh that live in LA, it's all the same. But yeah, it's all Southern, uh, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, we're just getting warmed up. Mace, of course, was hardly the topic on everyone's mind mm-hmm. because uh, before the news broke on Tuesday, we had. <laughs> 
at Miked Up Sports One, Mike Nicastro. According to Pro Football Talk, there are four suitors for Aaron Rodgers. The Steelers are one and have reportedly made an offer for the MVP quarterback. Uh, we've got and we had more because the fan had the details mm-hmm. at Fan Morning Show. CBS Sports says potential offer for the Steelers for Aaron Rodgers would be. 2022 first round pick that's our number 20 pick mm-hmm. a 2023 first round pick a 2023 third round pick and a 2024 conditional first round pick thank goodness yeah aaron stayed in green bay yes yes it, it, it's rare that i'll be like it's a good thing that man signed somewhere for 50 million dollars <laughs> um no reading that is uh it, it's it's crazy like it's weird like 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 reading that is the same way i used to feel like years ago when like i was poor and look at my own bank account you know like just be like <laughs> oh man like i read that and be like am i going to be able to pay my rent like it's weird the emotions that triggers it um no i i wouldn't want them to make that deal i mean i that's it i'm glad they put any kind of offer out there. I mean, what I kept thinking about is that like somewhere in the Pentagon, there's like a plan for like what to do if Canada invades the United States, you know, <laughs> like just to have, I'm glad they at least thought about it, but like this we was, had a contingency plan for Aaron Rodgers. Right, that's yeah. I mean, really? Cause it, cause it, the one thing I've, the only thing I've read, I don't know if you included about this, that made any kind of sense to me about the Aaron Rodgers thing is if for whatever reason, Aaron had gone to green Bay being like, look, I only want to play for the Steelers. I have no idea why he'd do such a thing. I it certainly wouldn't happen in this dimension or several other dimensions adjacent to this one, I'm sure. But if he had said that, I'm glad that, 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 that there would have been something somewhere that someone would be like, okay, here, uh, we'll use the Aaron contingency plan. Here's the nuclear codes. Like, <laughs> Well, if he was going to, I mean, if he was going to come to Pittsburgh, uh, the reason was because of uh, one person in particular. Who's coaching this ball club? Mike T. That's I mean, true. that, you know, he wasn't there to play right. with Dan Moore Jr. Right, exactly. You know? yes. <laughs> he wasn't here for the Pat Fryermouth experience. Yes, yes. Although that would have helped a lot. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, right. But that, that's the only reason I'm glad they put some kind of deal out there. I mean, it, it, even to think about it was just in case Rodgers was willing to move heaven and earth to get here and uh, somehow not take $50 million a year. So, you know, it seemed like the con- consensus was, thank goodness we passed up on Rodgers. But not everyone. How about... At Tone Diggs from the Pat McAfee show, mm-hmm. uh, Steelers fans and media don't want to trade three first-round picks for Rodgers. The last two Super Bowl winners were teams that went and got superstar vet QBs. You wouldn't want to trade Devin Bush, Edmonds, and Artie Burns for a potential Super Bowl? That 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 is. I mean, I'm. I didn't do high school debate, but that is a lot of uh, loading the question, especially because of the last two Super Bowl winners that went and got superstar vet QBs. One of them signed a dude in free agency. They absolutely traded nothing for Brady. Two. Uh, that 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 that's that's an interesting pick of uh, non-sequential first-round draft yeah, picks yeah. to make a point. That's that's that. yeah. You don't have you don't uh, put T.J. Watt in that conversation right, right. at Somehow all. Somehow T.J. Yeah. Watt did not creep into this. Even Najee didn't creep into this. Uh, Cam Hayward didn't. And also, I mean, again, when we're recording this, okay, let this CBS Sports offer we just goofed on. That's less than the Broncos gave for Russell Wilson. And I know he's a younger man, but man, oh man, this offer wouldn't have been enough. That well, that was it was three first-rounders for Aaron Rodgers was the potential trade and uh-huh. then so what did the broncos give up two firsts and two thirds i thought it was two seconds 
two first and two seconds. Well, gosh. And a fourth. And, and, your, and your Pro Bowl adjacent <laughs> tight end. And I think your defensive captain, right? Or one of the better starters on defense. Like it was a linebacker or a, I don't really, I, you know, I, I watched the Broncos game with you and I don't remember half those guys. <laughs> so Simmons, the safety, it wasn't, they didn't trade him. He's still there. But they traded one of their starters on defense, the good tight end. And of course, the backup quarterback they weren't using. So that's. For the Steelers, that would have been those four picks. You're giving them probably Firemouth, if not Najee. I mean, some other, like an, an offense, maybe your best offensive weapon, one of your better offensive weapons. And I don't know uh, 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 who would be equivalent to that starter guy. Like maybe uh, Sutton or like, yeah, I guess uh, to it if he comes back. Like, you it's, know, it's a it's a uh, it's it, it's certainly one for the Madden games. That's yeah, right yeah, there. right, right, right. Yes. What about well, you know, now since Aaron Rodgers didn't uh didn't come through, let's go to the next best thing. Our own at Andrew underscore Wilbar here mm-hmm. at BTSC. If I'm the Steelers, I'm calling the Packers and seeing what the asking price is for Jordan Love. Uh I mean it it I think like I mean, I certainly know very little about Jordan Love, although love jerseys would be tremendous, obviously. But I mean, but the I didn't the guy play one or two games last year when Aaron was doing his COVID dance and uh, the guy didn't he not look so great at Lambeau? Didn't that happen? He the, right, he had kind of his audition uh in the in prime time. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And again, it was at Lambeau and not like on the road either. So it you know, I mean I just you know, just in passing and Twitter I saw that they were saying a second round pick, which again how do I notice love guys that much better than what's available out there? And also you have to do a deal with him as soon as he comes in and you got to commit to him. And uh, no, unless, unless it's like real low. I mean, I'd almost rather have Jimmy G for the fourth round pick in July than this guy, like then this okay. love guy, then this love guy. And uh, again, unless they're giving him away, which I don't think they are. What if it's Jimmy G for a second? I wouldn't do that either. I mean, I, that there's just too many holes. I mean, I, no, what, what, so what if it's Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati in the second round? I, that I've actually started to talk myself into a bit as we sit here in, in early March, which can't be stressed <laughs> enough, having just read that the Broncos are now a Super Bowl contender in early March before St. Patrick's Day. But um, but yeah, That's a joke I, to me. <laughs> I'm starting. To, I I am starting to talk myself into the Ritter thing, just because not. Un, I, I, and I, I guess the thing I keep thinking of is Chase Claypool. Is that you look at the body and you look at the guy, you're like, okay, it all looks good. So why is this guy falling in the second round? And and that's where I am today. That could change by uh, dinner. So <laughs> by the next uh, by the next trade rumor. Right, right, right. Yes, yes. All right. Well, okay. If we're not on the Jordan, okay, we can't get Aaron Rodgers. We're not mm-hmm. getting Russ. Uh, Jordan Love, maybe not out there. Oh, how about from at Steeler Nation? Are you in on Mitchell Trubisky for ten million per season? I have to say, originally, I, I was not. I mean, and other people would be like, well, why would Mitch cost $10 million a season? And then again, we just sit in a world where Rodgers got $50 million and Russell's getting what at least 40 right, or something from the Broncos, we assume. So I don't, I mean, I, at first I bulk at $10 million, but maybe that's just where the market is. Has anyone ever been benched and then gotten a raise? I mean, we saw Mitch, he was the starter in Chicago, then he became the backup in Buffalo. 
Buffalo for I think he's making two and a half million. So, yeah, something like that. So now you for for going to a backup. Now you get a seven million dollar raise to be the starter next year. I mean, the only thing I can think of, and I'm not sure it's exactly analogous, is uh, Tannehill in Tennessee. But even then, I don't think he came in necessarily to be like, hey, you're going to be even the guy this year. Like I thought it was to back up Mariota or something. I mean, I have no idea what happened with the Titans, but I mean, but that's the one. Be like, hey, it worked over there. Is this exact story with Tannehill? If you're not doing 10 million for Mitch, um, and I might, and I might be just because I don't know if there's another option. I mean, they're bringing in a quarterback one way or the other. I mean, just pure simple numbers. They lost a quarterback, they get a quarterback. That's that is as much as anything is the Steelers' way. It's just how that quarterback gets here. I, you know, um, if you're looking for in a, in a in a cheaper range, say in the five million dollar range, now are we? T- I mean, I think we're talking about guys like Andy Dalton again. You know? Yeah, I I I mean, obviously, I have a, a steep steep allergy to Andy Dalton, <laughs> so much so that you don't even steep an allergy isn't even a phrase. But um, <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I mean, again, like I said last week, I mean, it's it was interesting when the last time we read these tweets of all the steel of all the quarterbacks that the Steelers had offers out there, Mariota was not mentioned. Like even. In the wildest rumors where it's like hey it's all these guys and then they just listed a name of dudes none of them included Mariota which like okay I mean that seems like a guy that's a two three five million guy out there if Trubisky's getting 10 million why isn't Mariota getting five he's got to right I think he's I mean, got I'd to. assume just because the market seems so wild if you've paid someone like Trubisky 10 million are you automatically kind of ordaining him at QB1 or is there still going to be a battle between a 10 million dollar Mitch Trubisky and a you know and a 4 million dollar Mace I think so I think I think they're automatically is just off of the way the Steelers do things I I mean it's you know they were never benching Roethlisberger because he went back almost two decades and two Super Bowls and countless wins I don't think Tomlin would have the same reticence about benching Mitch Trubisky <laughs> after an 0-2 start or something um well, you know, it, some people aren't even convinced we need the QB this year. Let's go okay. to our own at Michael Beck, 56, Michael Beck. 2023 is a much better year for the Steelers to be in the QB market. Maybe add another cheap vet this year, but then go all in at the spot next year. What? Why Why are we even want a QB this year when the good QBs are out there next year? Well, I mean, it. it I don't know if it's necessarily about the good QBs are out there next year. So much is that this year it looks absolutely bust unless you want to spend everything or somehow, you know, again, Pickett or Willis or, or if you really fall in love with one one of the other guys dance through the raindrops and somehow fall to 20 or even in the second round. Uh, I see, I, I'm starting to come around to uh, uh, Mr. Beck's idea just because, you know, the rest of this market just looks completely befuddling to me. I'll tell you, I, I'll tell you what I'm coming around to. I don't, okay. I can't even tell if I'm serious about this wow. or if it's just because I'm just against everything I'm seeing on social media, but I'm for Mace. Mm hmm. Uh, maybe a Desmond Ritter in the second round and an Andy Dalton. I, I'm ready for that to be my wow. QB room in that, 2022. I mean, that's, that's the idea of a, a, an older guy to just even be just just be an older guy is not crazy like that. I, I, I don't know if he necessarily starts, but it's also like, you know, and I, I've seen a lot of people, particularly Dale Lawley, talking about this in terms of the offensive line, like the idea of having someone that is not like 24 to the, for the rest of them to talk to is, is probably a good idea at like any position. <laughs> well, I got one here uh, that's not on the page Please. because, you know, you know, some people are are just furious uh, okay. that we didn't get Rodgers 
or Russ Wilson. Mm. Let's go to at Jerry the Kid Twenty One Jersey Jerry. Jersey Jerry. Just sit back and enjoy the show, Steeler fans, like you always do. Go ahead, mediocre Mike. Why aren't the Steelers uh, in? Aren't, why aren't they uh, big buyers yet? It's only March eighth, eight days before free agency starts. <laughs> <laughs> it's even, it's even before the start of one of my favorite phrases in all of sports: the legal tampering. Legal period. tampering. Legal tampering. <laughs> it's it's it's. I mean, you gave this podcast such a wonderful name, but if you hadn't, working in legal tampering would have been great. But um, but yes, uh, I too will enjoy the show of all the losses we're accruing on March eighth. <laughs> Who thought that we were going to be big, big buyers on these guys? You know, it was always nice to. Hope for a Rogers or a Russ Wilson, and even I mean, even a Jimmy G. I think that's above our. Well, I don't know. We just haven't. We've never seen that as far as QB buyers. No, and it, it would have been fun, and it just to be like, okay, your entire franchise now changes to being this guy overnight. It uh, and the Jimmy G thing isn't impossible. His injury kind of almost provides like an escape route. Say they can't. Say they get outbid for Trubisky. Say none of the quarterbacks fall to them. I can absolutely see them trading like next year's third or fourth or even third rounder for Jimmy in like June. I mean, whatever this bizarre shoulder injury it is he has, that that's I, I think him, you know, his injury, while certainly unfortunate, is the kind of thing that also leads to like a third possibility. Never say never, but never. Okay, okay, all right. Well, look, we got let's uh, let's take our let's take our commercial break because we've got to talk about the mock drafts. Still, all kinds of mocks out there. Uh, the couch Colberts who think that they know exactly how to spend our money, including uh, a couple free. We already got a, a free agent center, a free agent linebacker. They're all they're all they're all coming eight days before right. free agency starts. Legal tampering. Legal tampering. All right, let's. Uh, Let's get to some ad about a podcast that how, how come our ads are never sports podcasts? You know, oh, I didn't it's like know some that. true crime. I've been listening this week. It's been like true crime again. Okay, you know, give well, me a good people sports. like that true crime. I yeah, well, you me I mean, too. Believe know. me, okay. I'm I'm watching Tiger King <laughs> as we're doing this podcast. All right, hold on, we'll be back. You know what the music means. It's time to come from behind in the second half. Uh, we we know we went. We, geez, we spent the first half just talking about uh, <laughs> just, the, just talking about QB ones, uh, and we still got to uh, we still got to get to all the mock drafts. So many mock drafts, and you know I think we've got a uh, we've got a theme we've got a theme song hey. now for our mock draft coverage. Uh, we mock the mocks. And I think it needed a song. Oh, so, great. Here we go. Uh, it's uh, Here it is right here. Oh, what? What happened to the music? <laughs> Cue my music. I've heard them draft so many names all over the web, but it's all the same. Yeah. Don't try to analyze the situation. To me, these mock drafts are mental masturbation. <laughs> There's only one way. There's only one way to mock. 
There's only one way to mock, and we're still oh, searching man. for that. We haven't found it yet. Oh, uh, man. We only have a month and a half of this crap left. <laughs> Can you believe that? All right. Oh, my God. Let's, anyway, yeah. Let's get to them. Um, <clears throat> first up, we've got at Miked Up Sports 1, Mike Nicastro. This came in before the Russ Wilson trade. Mm-hmm. According to my calculations, there are at least six teams drafting ahead of the Steelers that need a QB. Panthers, Falcons, Broncos, well now Seahawks, yeah. Commanders, Vikings, Saints. Some will be filled in free agency, but landing Willis Pickett remains a pipe dream. It, are, why are we even thinking about QB1 in the draft if the two big guys aren't going to be there? Because we don't know 100% they're not going to be there because it's uh, these are all certainly franchises that, again, are picking in front of the Steelers for many reasons, not the least of which is that they've often screwed up this first-round pick. So it's entirely possible that they'll do something else bizarre that cannot be picked by uh, even someone that managed to get a Twitter handle like Miked Up Sports 1. <laughs> I, I've seen all the... We've seen tons of mock drafts. In fact, we're up to... I, I, about 83 wow. so far, but oh. I haven't seen uh, six or seven QBs go off the board in that first round. No, because it, there's, I mean, at most you get what, four? And people throw in like uh, uh, Corral and Howell, which again, I can't tell the two apart yet, but presumably that'll occur at some point. Corral, Howell, Willis, Kenny Pickett. Right. Those seem to be the four that, you know. And until I, I've seen some people, but like, oh, and then the Lions get back into the first round and get Desmond Ritter at the end. And like, okay. But, you know, that that's, I don't think I've ever seen more than four and it's some. Um, but I've tried to limit my exposure to mock drafts now that, <laughs> now that we're doing this. Well, in some ways, there's nothing better for the Steelers than if six right. teams took a QB in that exactly. first. That means someone someone like uh, you know some, one of those great interior O-linemen is going to come to us. One of those super defensive tackles, big that, wide oh, receiver, man. linebacker, that, anything. That tackle from, uh, or that D-lineman from Georgia. <laughs> uh, like, like Again, you, I see that guy and it just makes me laugh. Like, this human being exists. This is a person on Earth with the rest of us. Yeah, that's like, like some LeVon Kirkland speed for that right, mass. Right, you know? right. Like, the, like it, the guy looks like someone messed up Photoshop when you see the pictures of him. Yeah. Uh, you know, we thought this went away, but it's back. We're talking about Kenny Pickett's hands <sighs> at Sharp Football, Warren Sharp. Perspective on Pickett's eight and a half inch hands. We got the official measurement, eight and a half inch. On 663 QBs measured hands since 1987, only nine had smaller hands than Pickett. No QB to enter the NFL in at least five years have had uh, eight and a half inch hands. The last successful QB with eight and a half inch hands was Vic. Mm. Oh, okay. That's not bad. No, but and then they're always their argument is, oh, well, Vic was also very fast, which of course he was. I mean, it, you know, again, maybe we're in the, the timeline where they draft Pickett uh, first overall and he, you know, has a failure of a career due to many fumbles in cold weather. And, you know, there's the Post Gazette is filled with articles from doctors explaining, yes, it is the hand size. But uh, again, this is very hard for me to believe that this will be this this big a deal. And if you think hand size matters, ladies, uh, <laughs> let's go to at Mark Weber Sports. Now, these are the largest hand size mm. by an NFL quarterback. See uh, some of these yellow jackets on this list. Jim Drunkenmiller, oh, 11.3. He was bad. He was bad. <laughs> Dak Prescott, 10.9 inches. Good okay. quarterback, yeah. 
Cody Kessler, 10.9 inches. He's a backup still somewhere, right? <laughs> Is or, he still in the league? I think. I don't know. Ryan Fitzpatrick, 10.8 inches. I mean, it's, uh, uh, Fitzpatrick is a story and like a fun thing to talk about. But if he's the quarterback of your team, you're mad about it. <laughs> and Ryan Mallett at, uh, coming in at 10.8 inches. I remember Mallett was supposed to be a big deal. Didn't Brady say he was going to be great? Like, at, uh, didn't he say that about Mallett? Yeah, no. I mean, this is this this is a who's who of uh, uh, who never was, but um, other than Prescott, of course, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's what I, I mean, I, I, what I'm assuming the hand sized defenders who are out there and probably don't listen to a podcast like ours. But um, <laughs> but I assume their argument is like it's not the most important thing, but you would uh, want to have it. Uh, clearly, it's not the most important thing in this list. But um, but I mean, it, it I don't know. I mean, it's I, I, maybe I'm too off of the things I can notice, but I'd much rather have a dude that's as tall as Pickett with the hands he does versus like a shorter guy. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Would you take a Kyler Murray uh, with bigger hands compared to a? That's a good point. I mean, it's 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 not like you ever heard like, oh, this guy's really sturdy and takes a lot of hits because of the size of his hands. That's why he's, <laughs> he didn't break his shoulder on that throw. Like when they got dropped, you know. Um, the goofy. Let's get to the goofiest uh, mock. Also, uh, our the first mock. We've got a new player I- entering the mock wars. Okay. This also happened to be the goofiest mock. I think Cam okay. Cam Muller Meller. Mm-hmm. From Pro Football Network, mocked mm-hmm. us Akeem Ikwanu, mm. the uh, tackle from NC State. Mm. Now, uh, this is great because nine mocks have put him number one overall. <laughs> so if this guy falls to 20, that's awesome. In fact, 53 mocks have him in the top five. Wow. But uh, if this guy would uh, would fall to 20, then I think we, we should take him. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. Unless, like, you know, this happened because, like, he murdered somebody that Wednesday. Or, like, why <laughs> this would occur. What would happen for him to fall this far. I mean, that's, you know, I, 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 I from what little draft stuff I've listened to, whenever the conversation of the tackles comes up, most of them start with, okay, so guys like Iquano aren't going to be there. But yeah. he will be there. Like, that's actually the lead-in <laughs> to the discussion. Uh, another we uh, another odd. This is the first time this has happened in a mock. Um, Andrew False from SteelCurtain.com mm. has us trading out of the first round for an additional second and third round pick. I mean, that's not like nuts nuts i mean that's certainly a lot less nuts than this iquanu guy is going to be like look i refuse to play for your team unless it's the pittsburgh steelers but uh i mean that that depends a lot on like who that second round where that second rounder comes from if it's like you know uh uh, the jags or lions then like okay that makes a little more sense but i i think this also happens if like you know sort of what maybe something like you said happens like maybe they're real into quarterbacks but four of them go or maybe they're you know or or they don't like what, what the options are in the first. Or maybe the opposite happens where, hey, there's a quarterback out there, but they don't want him. Somebody <laughs> else does. So they're like, hey, let's do that. Let's let's do some business there. That's something I could see happening. You know, say you say it is the Lions uh, want to mm-hmm. want that QB and want to jump up from 32 to 20. Right. Um, and then I mean, that just tells me that the, that the QB, the Steelers don't want the QB that is there or maybe not there. Mm-hmm. Um, and... The, the some of these offensive linemen aren't what we're looking for in the first round. If, if right. we're if we're confident going into 
uh, the season with the line we have, if say we add a free agent or something, mm-hmm. and we're not looking to draft a guard. You know, there's a lot to have the guard or a center in the first round. Right. And if we're going to stick with Dotson and uh, – Ken, Kendrick Green mm. um, and maybe a free agent there. Maybe we don't need to get that first round lineman. Maybe we could trade down to. The, I don't know. You know, it's uh, are there enough? It's like, are we trying to win now? or Are we trying to rebuild still? And I think that we're trying to still win now. Well, I think Steelers are always trying to win. I don't know if it's necessarily win now. I mean, I'm this whole mock draft thing is going to change once they start signing free agents. And I think, you know, it's they're going to just because they they um, they don't want to they never want to go into the draft having a glaring need. Like they don't want to have like we have to fill this hole. So they'll, that doesn't mean they're going to sign exactly the best dude, but they're going to sign someone that at least could start this year. So I don't know if it's necessarily to win now, but it is to win. You would you do want to start or you'd hate to just have, a you know, a, a project. Um, right. Right. You got. So that's why this, again, but all of this leads into, do I think they're going to trade then? No, but it doesn't seem he's like the wildest, most impossible idea at uh um, well, let's look at the mock tally. This is this comes in before the Aaron Rodgers announcement. This comes in before the Russ Wilson trade. Okay, we're up to uh, eighty-three Ugh. mock drafts. You know, maybe I missed a couple here uh, and there. I, I but... hope you did. <laughs> I hope you missed plenty, and you didn't have to put yourself through this. Eighty-three mock drafts now uh, in twenty twenty-two. Uh, I think we've had at least thirteen in the mm-hmm. past week. Uh, 21 players now, different players have been mocked to the Steelers. So one of these is probably the guy if they stay at 20. I mean, you got to figure. Leading the way still is Malik Willis, now Hmm. 13 mock drafts. He's gained two this week. Uh, It was was even spread. A lot of guys gained two. Uh, Corral is still number two with 10. He gained two. Penning, the the tackle, he gained two. He's up to eight now. Okay. Passing up Hal, the the third QB on our list with seven mocks, mm. Pickett gained two. He's up to he's up to six now. So uh, one, two, four of our top five mocked players to us are quarterbacks. Four out of five. Wow. It uh, well that's that's yeah that's what happens when your Hall of Fame quarterback retires. People know they're going to get clicks. I, and I'm sure if we saw the analytics, the ones suggesting the quarterback got more clicks than the ones suggesting the offensive lineman. Oh, that I would, would guess. I, I'm just saying. I would imagine. Oof. That's that's maybe me. That's it, more homework for me. I feel. No, no, no. It's not. It's not at all. It's, you should not do any of that. <laughs> You've done too much of this as it is. Well, if it's not the quarterback, uh, the you know the next choice is for the mockers is O line. Like I said, we had Penning with eight. Um, behind uh, Pickett, we've got Johnson, Zion Johnson, who gained hmm. two. Everyone seems to like him yeah, now. Yeah, he seems pretty good. Uh, yeah. at, a, at a Boston College, he's got six mocks. Lindenbaum, the center, has five mocks. Okay. Um, Green, the 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 other uh, O lineman, uh, okay. he's from Texas A and M. Oh, okay. Kenyon Green. Okay. He, he yeah, gained yeah. he gained two, so he's up to five mocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we we still got uh, Davis, the that's the D lineman from Georgia. Yeah, I like that. He's at four. He didn't gain any. Uh, mm, Cross the, is the tackle. We he didn't gain any. We still got four. Mm-hmm. Uh, McDuffie, the cornerback, with two. Ritter, the the quarterback, uh, two in the first round. Oh, okay, you know? interesting. Um, and then we've got Booth, the corner. We've got uh, Strong, the Carson Strong, oh, another Carson quarterback. Strong. Wow. And then there's seven other players with one mock, including the Aquano guy. Is one of those ones. Yeah, that, that's hilarious. So you know, uh, you, you're right. At this point, we've got to have the guy. That's probably the guy. Uh, that, uh, unless it's like the Terrell Edmonds year, and then you know all the mockers are right. off. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Ugh. And uh, this will start to change now that some of these free agents are starting to get signed. I imagine next mm-hmm. week when free agency really kicks off, I bet we'll see all these mocks get upended. Absolutely. Should I just throw all these mocks out now at this point? Well, I mean, we... it, it, I mean, they, they, they never should have existed in the first place, so I'm not sure how... Good I point, right? Mocking, if, yeah. if, can we take back all our mocks? I need a Thanos snap for for mock drafts. <laughs> All right. If you're not uh, if you're not picking who we're drafting, then we're picking who we're signing. Let's get to the couch, Colberts. Okay. Let's start with Steelers now at PGH Steelers now. Mm-hmm. Steelers are interested in potential free agent center Ryan Jensen of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. ESPN reports. Mm. Uh, if you don't know who Ryan Jensen is, he's 30 years old. He was just named to his first Pro Bowl. But he's been the highest paid center as of 2018. He's been the mm. highest paid center for three years already. Mm, that that that's a lot. I mean, it, again, the idea of signing an older dude again, in the context, 30 year old guy, yeah. an older guy makes sense. But I don't know if necessarily this guy uh, 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 for that kind of money, at the, particularly at that age, how many more years of this has he got? But again, the idea of someone that's uh, not 22 in that room makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, he just named his first Pro Bowl, so I don't, you know, it's not that he's still improving, but he doesn't right. seem like he's peaked. Yet. Right, exactly. He certainly could be. I mean, and he'd be good. I mean, it's just how much of your resource you willing to commit to him, but he'd certainly be a fine improvement. And then is it? Can you really get? green to move to guard like ever you hope though it's every time you read something about that they always seem to like the idea of green continuing to play center he said himself he said that the coaches have hinted that he won't move you know i mean mm-hmm. ben himself wants him or wanted him right. to move uh you know so it's a it's, it's a tricky situation mm-hmm. um I still kind of think that he's going to stay at center. Yeah, I kind of do. And, too. and then they would might sign a free agent around him. Yeah, a guard mm. or I, you know, I, I I don't know or maybe I mean we, if we do a first round guard, then you know Dotson is three years in, uh, Kendra Green is two years in, Dan Moore Jr. is two years in. It's very it's a very young very young mm-hmm. line. Hence the idea of signing a, a an older guy somewhere to be in one of those somewhere. Positions. Yeah, maybe it's Ryan Jensen. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, if we're not signing a uh, center, how about? NFL rumors at NFL rums three teams early on that have been linked to Patriots linebacker Kyle Van Noy Raiders Steelers and Giants now this guy is soon to be 30 he's turning 31 uh, years old before the season Mm. he's already worked with Flores in Miami and New England Uh, he had like 58 tackles five sacks in 2021 I mean, I, you know, I, I always remember him as like one of the few guys in the Patriots defense in the center that you could name. It, uh, the only thing is that I don't know how much he would cost, but I also remember last year when we were so surprised that like Ingram was available when he was for the money he would take. And I wonder if this Van Noy guy will kind of be in a similar position at, uh, if they do want to sign him at some point. You know, how much, uh, you know, we keep everyone, or, you know, many people seem to assume that Schobert is either getting cut or at least restructured, but, you know, uh, I mean, he he didn't have Schobert didn't have the five sacks, but no. you know, he, he, this guy wasn't putting up the numbers that uh, Schobert couldn't. No, put up. but I also thought. I, I mean, I could be wrong about this. I thought Van Noy played outside. It was an outside linebacker. Oh, uh, oh, so oh. I could. I, that's what I thought. I could be wrong. So it, you know, it, it, yeah, the Schobert thing's interesting. I don't know what they're gonna. I mean, no, ask him to take a pay cut if he wants to stick around or cut him and see if someone will give him the big money. I I I, I have no idea which way he's gonna go with that. That one, no clue. All right, let's uh, well let's get to the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. 
at Steelers Network, Steelers Network, a lot of people recently really underestimating how much of a need wide out is for the Steelers. Juju, Washington, and Ray Ray are all free agents. Deontay's Deontay. Claypool took a big step back. That position is a big need. Mm-hmm. They're going to get one in the first three rounds, I bet. I'd be surprised if they didn't at uh, getting off a, get a wide receiver. So, yeah, it, it, it is a big need. At, um, do you think free agency is uh, any, any wide outs there? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know who all is available and for what. I, 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 I do tend to think they'll pick like a third round pick and like hope that's enough and then have like, you know, uh, uh, Deontay and Claypool around the kid. I, I wouldn't be crazy if they did sign Juju. I mean, it's it's particularly as you're seeing the thing here, if it, you you know, if someone's going to give him a one-year deal, I could see them making a play for him. But if he wants to go somewhere else, he wants to go somewhere else. Well, and, uh, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's the tweet from uh, Pro mm-hmm. Football Focus projects a one-year, eight million dollar deal for Juju and free agency. Uh, you know, if that's the if that's what his this market is. Why, why know, not pay? Why not come back? To, you know, yeah. Pittsburgh. I mean, if he wants to do, if he wants to stay and doesn't want to go somewhere else, yeah, that could be. That would certainly be uh, uh, something. It seems like they should and and should they could and should do. Um, if if we went into the season with Deontay Claypool and a third round rookie, you know, yeah. would that be? You know, would, would that would be tough? I, I I do think they'll add somebody, even if it's like. And I know I keep thinking of this because it was like the perfect thing when it worked out. But Quincy Morgan, when they signed him 15, 17 years ago, when it was you know he was he was what just cut by the Browns like late in camp or something like that. You know, something of that ilk. What about someone like uh, what about someone like a Browns cut like a Landry? Yeah, I mean, it's, if one of those guys ends up going, sure. I mean, I, I I I could see them. Also, I don't know a lot about wide receivers. The idea, like in the next week or two, they sign a wide receiver that I've never heard of, and I look at like, oh, this guy was pretty good. That seems like that's not impossible either. We've seen some. We've seen some decent, uh, you know, not yes. starters, but like DHB, you know, contributors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, even. I mean, gosh, even someone like Switzer, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't obviously a starter, but right. he was able to contribute. Someone like Ray, I wouldn't mind bringing Ray Ray back, I don't uh, think. I, I, yeah, I mean, I could see, unless somebody throws more money at Ray Ray, I could see Ray Ray coming back too, yeah. Let's talk about um, another big veteran. How about, this is from at Blitzberg. Mm-hmm. Bleacher Report predicts Joe Hayden will get two years, $13 million contract in this offseason. Uh, if you're the Steelers, are you willing to match that? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm talking to Witherspoon first, <laughs> but I mean, that's not crazy. I mean, it's it's it seems like I don't know, just just from what vague sense I've had of such things that like the Joe Hayden number seems to have gone down since the season ended or later in the season. I remember hearing this conversation just as it would creep in after like a bad, after like the first bad Steelers loss to the Chiefs. And it seemed like that number was higher then than it maybe necessarily is now. If um, if you if you do keep Hayden, do you still need to add to the cornerback room? Right. Yeah. I mean, I'd assume they bring they draft somebody. But I, I, I but I also don't know if that's like the big, big priority. It, it, we'll see what the priorities are after free agency shakes out. I mean, it's that could end up being the number one priority. Like, that's not impossible either. They managed to fill all the other holes, you know, at least with a guy before uh, the draft. And in a way, this is one where they need to go out and get a guy in the first round. 
Like, say, uh, you know, then say we give, okay, if Hayden is going to get two years, 13 million, would you say that Witherspoon would get something like three years, 20 million? I am, I, I'm not the guy for these no. numbers. But I also I, I also think, I mean, I forget who I heard say it, but something to the effect of like, you know, you sign Joe Hayden to like a two-year deal that's actually like a one-year deal. And the next year is one of those, those phrases I don't understand, the voidable years, which also describes... A, fair portion of my own life but yes i don't know how or just non-guaranteed you know yeah. two years uh first year guaranteed second year you could get cut you right know? exactly something which seems to be how they all kind of work anyway so what uh if you could just have one witherspoon or hayden no you got to take witherspoon at this point all just because right. he's a younger guy i mean i hayden's uh, uh you know a, a true professional and like borderline legend when you think about it how many guys play cornerback for what 12 some years but at uh and are good the whole time but um one more decision that these couch coberts want to make. Let's go to Doug Keed at Doug Keed from this is from PFF. Mm-hmm. Fifth year option figures for 2019 first round draft picks. Uh, the deadline is May 2nd. Money is fully guaranteed. Devin Bush would make 10.892 million. I mean, I, I saw the thing this morning saying that they weren't going to do it. That was, I think, Lolly said that at the DK site. But uh, and that makes sense. That that's a lot of money for Bush. Hopefully, you know, we hopefully we come to regret that in a year's time. Hopefully, he has an All Pro season, and they don't know what to do and how to resign him. But uh, right now, that feels like a good idea not doing that. What you know? What? Uh... If if we don't offer him the fifth year option, then we're we're in the same situation as like Edmonds now, where we're going to yeah. have to you know either sign this deal now in free agency, or if we lose him, there's not a lot there's not a lot of behind then him. You have to go find somebody again, yeah. And you and this was one of the great failures in recent team history. Devin, oh, if if if, if, if this if, doesn't work out, yeah, if he's not good this year, then yeah. What about Edmonds? How, where's that on the? Oh, Edmonds is Edmonds is a fine starter. I mean, Edmonds isn't a star. He's probably drafted too high, but he's been a good, reliable player and a real straight man for uh, Fitzpatrick. So yeah, I mean, it's I'd be surprised if they don't try to get something done with Edmonds pretty soon. But uh, but yeah, if, if you know this this is you know like I said, hopefully we come to regret this because Bush had such a great year. Could it could it possibly be a situation? I'm I look back at the Mar the Max Starks tagging where mm-hmm. we tagged him twice. He definitely wasn't worth the tag at the time, but you know the the lack of options behind him might be a reason why you might give Bush this fifth year option, ten million, just because. Um, the option behind it is is what is Robert Spillane? It's it's go get it's draft somebody high again. It um I mean I I I just yeah I mean like I said we've read the reports already that they're not going to do it and I'm certainly on board with that. I mean it's like hopefully it's something like Jason Worlds or like Bud Dupree is it where the guy really really comes on. All right, let's uh, let's get to our lightning round. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a couple things here. We'll start with. At Steelers themselves, Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Steelers neurosurgeon Joseph C. Maroon, wow. MD, was awarded the Arthur C. Reddick Award for Academic Excellence by NFL Physician Society. Wow. This award is given annually to an NFL team physician for academic excellence in research and advancing the safety of NFL players. So I didn't even know we had neurosurgeons on staff. I'm glad to hear that. That seems like something every team that can do that should. That that's fantastic. I saw those pictures going around. I think of this exact tweet and that. Um, 
Yeah, that that that's that's a great idea. I mean, this is this is again. It's, it, I'm glad you put these like all around general good <laughs> things in lightning round. I am. Well, it's just you know you you go to med school. Uh, you know you go to you know maybe uh, one of the top uh, IV programs. You, you're a neurosurgeon. You've made everyone proud, and then you go and apply to the football team <laughs> for a job. So, well, I mean, like it's I don't know. I mean, it, again, this could be overly optimistic on my own part, but I imagine if you're like the neurosurgeon for the team like i can't imagine that's like your only neurosurgeon gig like aren't you all i mean i hope i don't know i mean i i'm sure there's a like i'm sure a, a team like the pittsburgh steelers has a need of a neurosurgeon but do they need that guy like nine to five five days a week in and out neurosurgery i mean maybe they do i don't know but i assume you're also like you know a neurosurgeon at a local hospital at upmc <laughs> at you know a couple gigs maybe you go on the road i don't know how neurosurgery works i want to know do they have a whole medical staff like is there like a podiatrist on staff is there's there gotta a- be i mean <laughs> if there's not like on staff then there's like this is the guy we go to this is the guy we could have to the south side i mean it's because you can't mess around with that stuff i mean it's you know well can you know congrats if i i would have went to med school if i would have known i could have wound up working for the steelers <laughs> I, I almost wonder if they try to weed that out though like the guy that shows up like to the neurosurgeon that comes like in the black and gold lab coat or shows up like in you know a pouncy jersey like maybe that's not the neurosurgeon we get it we're like i don't know about this guy like no you gotta have a shazier jersey if you're the team neurosurgeon <laughs> you, you gotta you gotta put the money where the mouth is um well jo- jobs i didn't know existed this season were the team chaplain and now right. the team neurosurgeon but the team chaplain gets to wear the shirt though like when you see that guy on twitter he's always there in a very nice Steelers polo or like a very nice shirt yeah so it's so i wonder if that's a little different from position to position all right let's uh, move on to mm-hmm. g star at g star tari cam hayward just interviewed on nfl network at the combine and mentioned alulu and to it as being pieces of their defense returning in 2022 encouraging yeah did you see this uh, i i heard about it also saw colbert say he wants to come back that was that there was no couching in that quote he's saying he wants to play that is you know works for me yeah no that is encouraging i hope they figure it out. I hope it uh, uh, happens. I, I also read, I forget where, it might have been Lolly and Kovacevic's site again, saying that, uh, you know, Hayward is also part of the reason Hayward was there at the Combine is he's probably going to get into this media stuff when his career ends. And I imagine he'll be great at that, too. Oh, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, what are we waiting on then? If, if Colbert says Tewitt no wants idea. to come back, if Cam thinks that Tewitt's coming back, why, you know, why we are we... We have st- no idea. This story is so weird. It's been weird from the beginning. We'll maybe never know. It uh, Hopefully it all resolves itself well and we go, great, what happened? But uh, but yeah, it's no part of this makes sense. I think, uh, and then uh, when we finally get that interview with him, it'll probably be with Jim Wexel behind a paywall. <laughs> so I'll never find out what happened. He had an interview with Colbert this week, and I just couldn't. I couldn't uh, read so it because it was behind. It. The- uh, well, I mean, I, I understand even needing to make a living. I mean, I do get that. I bought the book, Jim. Give me a free <laughs> password to the website. I bought the Steelers book. <laughs> Um, all right. How about, you know, last one. This is, okay. um, you know, this is mm-hmm. off the field here. This is mm-hmm. from uh, Ian Smith over at KDKA at iSmithKDKA. Uh, a sad image after an F3 tornado ripped through Winterset, Iowa on Sunday. Mm-hmm. The home of a Steelers fan was among the dozens of homes and businesses oh, destroyed. Seven people uh, were killed. And the image was, you know, it was like the whole wall was ripped off this home and you, you could uh, re- revealed the bedroom and this kid's Big Ben fathead oh, on the wall. Man. 
Oh, man. You know, so it always, you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's like, why do you wear, why do you, why, why does mom want you to put on clean underwear in the morning? It's like, so if you get hit by the car, you'll have clean undies or something, right? I, I, I'd never heard that one. I mean, that's, that's a, yeah, that's what my mom, I think okay. my mom would say. That, that seems like a pretty, like there's a lot of valid reasons to wear clean underwear. That seems like you may die or go into the hospital. Seems pretty low on the, like, I mean, did it work? I mean, did Well, you, I never, I don't know. I never, I never, but I, but I, I just say that it's like, make sure your fat head is on the wall. Oh, so if the tornado <laughs> ever comes, they let people know that you're a Steelers fan. I, I see. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, I see it also. It's I mean, a tough analogy. And yeah. And I, I don't mean to make light of any of this, but I mean, you'll notice that's the part of the wall that was still standing. That's right. Oh, boom. Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, on that, uh, on that somewhat sour uh, note. Somewhat sour. <laughs> yeah, that was completely sour. But yes. But hey, this is that. That that, that sometimes that's the, in the ethos of just chill. If, hey, it couldn't be any more toxic than the tweets that keep coming in. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Kyle Christ. Greg, where are you on uh, Twitter? At Greg Benevent. Uh, v as in boy. E N E. V as in Victor. E N T. Twitter and Instagram. You know, if you like this show then leave us a review on itunes or wherever you listen to your podcast yeah you know leave a five-star review make sure you said uh what jen's talking about is an awesome show or just uh, just a show (laughs) all right we will be back next week